But Lauren, what could they possibly post? I just messed okay. that up. Okay. Lauren, what <laughs> It's getting worse. <laughs> it's getting worse every time that I do it. We need to quit. Like, get out of this immediately. <laughs> Hey everyone, welcome back to Nice to Have a Friend podcast. I'm Lauren. And I'm Allison. And today we are talking all things COVID-19, coronavirus, the Rona, whatever you want to call it. That's what we're talking today. Now before before you hop off the train, because both Lauren and I understand, we don't really want to talk about this either, but we do in the sense that looking back in hopefully a year, two years, 10 years, this could be something that we want to remember some of the parts about coronavirus. Like Lauren and I talked about some things in this episode and just while we were kind of brainstorming for this episode that were actually little joyful things or like good things, right. I would say, wouldn't you say? Yeah. And so we, yeah, we wanted to talk about this more so because there have been a lot of really big changes, but there have also been a lot of little ones that we think are affecting us now and will continue to for a while. Yeah. So we thought, what better way to try to put a positive spin on something that hasn't been very positive than Right. This so this podcast. totally relates to the season of change because the podcast for us is almost like a time capsule in a sort. I mean, I know it might be kind of narcissistic to listen to yourself talk, but... <laughs> Honestly, when I've listened to our episodes that we've released so far, even though we were just recorded them in July, I'm like, wow, like what I didn't know then, like that I know now in just a month. So I can't imagine how it's going to be when like we listen to this in a year or two years. So I'm super excited about that. But Allison, how has your day been? You know, I'm not going to lie. I Lauren asked me if I wanted to record today and I told her yes because she gave me the option to push it to tomorrow but in the spirit of transparency saying we want to be transparent and authentic I've had a pretty crappy day it's not anything in particular I don't really know how to explain this but sometimes I just have these days where I feel very overwhelmed with like I'm not good enough at this job or I'm not doing enough here or I'm not a good enough editor or I'm not I don't know how to do this or I don't know how to do that and it can be very overwhelming and so I've had some good news in that I've gotten not only my internship I've talked about not knowing that if that was going to exist or not I got another part-time job too which has been awesome but it's come with a lot of change I don't know things yeah (laughs) but it's it's very different than what it was supposed to be and what I had been anticipating for months and because of that I'm just sitting here confused because I don't like what I thought I was gonna like and I feel like I don't know what to do with that information and I don't know how this is supposed to work in a work from home environment when a lot of things are hands-on and I don't know how to do everything so it's just I was talking to Lauren about that in like the 10 minutes before we started this podcast and you know, I thought it was important to at least let everybody know that, again, the whole point of this is that we are not experts and we do not have life figured out. Um, I try to be very positive. I feel like I try to. Would you say that that's true? Yes, you are like 95% positive all the time. And no one is no, no one is 100% positive. Absolutely no one. Yeah. But I think a lot of people don't see this part because I have a very hard time showing it. I think it just kind of goes back to that perfection thing where I don't like to... I don't know. Show the chinks in my armor. Yeah, and like we'll talk but. about this more <laughs> next week when we talk about the Enneagram. 
But Allison's, this is like a perfect example of our, sorry if this goes too long off of the episode that we're going to talk about today, but um, Allison is an Enneagram One, which we'll talk about more next week, but her day that she's had today is just like an Enneagram One. And then our conversation before we hit record is just a perfect example of me being an Enneagram nine, because I don't want you to feel bad about yourself because I want everyone to like be happy. So I'm like trying to help her like work through this and like trying to bring out the like bright side. And it's like, I have to understand that sometimes you just want to have a crappy day and like, it's just going to happen. So yeah, sometimes well, this is turning into an enneagram conversation. But the little side note: ones when they're in an unhealthy state go to the unhealthy side of four, mm-hmm. and fours can kind of be very individualistic and nobody understands and very emotional. And so sometimes when I'm having a day, you I don't just really need to want anyone's and like get it out of my yeah. system. Yeah, I, understand. I just need to complain, and then I'll be fine. But all is well. It's more of just having an inner critic and learning how to deal with it, and that's what today has been. But that's the point of nice to have a friend. Because yeah. we're going to be honest, I don't always have advice. Lauren has to give me advice and, or at least just kind of help me well, vent about it. I had to help you vent last week. You helped so me vent it, last it all week. Works yeah, out. we like are equal <laughs> opportunity venters in this friendship. So I'll vent for a second so you don't feel like you're the only one venting. But I bought all of this new cross-stitch thread last week. I got like five books checked out from the library. I was like ready to go <laughs> on my entertainment this weekend and this week. Then Friday night, our air conditioning in our entire condo complex goes out and it's like 85 degrees, high 80s out. And I've literally complained about this everywhere. So I'm not going to complain about it much longer. Allison's probably going to like punch me through the screen virtually if I talk about it anymore. Nah, it's okay. But yeah, it's finally on the up and up and it's like 76 in here right now, which is way better than it has been. So yeah, I'm fine but i just that's things don't always go as expected so there are few things worse than a broken ac the ac in my room when i lived in a sorority house was broken for like three days only in my room i don't understand what happened for three days when i had to move in sophomore year but thank goodness i was doing something else and i was i bet you were really worried if it was the first three days of you moving in and you were like oh my gosh is it going to be like this for the rest of the year But luckily for me, it was our entire, like, unit, like, our entire condo. So, they've been really fast on fixing it. So, that's super nice. But a podcast listener and a mutual friend, um, her name's MC, she asked me if I would stand by my answer of saying I wanted to visit the turn of the century. Was that episode two? I think when we talked about that. If I would visit the turn of the century since they don't have air conditioning because she also lives in my building. And I would like to answer that I would rescind my statement of going back to the turn of century. I don't know what year I would go back to, but it's going to be an air conditioning one. Just putting that out there. You could go to Disneyland with me, but it was July in 1955. And that's when people wore heels and dresses out in, like to a Whoa. theme park. So that might be just as bad. Um, but uh, Lauren thought that it was pretty comical as well because yesterday we... Listen, Lauren's really good with the social medias. I'm not I good wouldn't with the go that medias. far, but thank you. But she was making fun of me yesterday because we did this Q&A on our Instagram that was all Lauren's idea. And I was like, ooh, can I put up one of the stories? And while I was doing it, I was very meticulously 
placing everything where it needed to be and finding the perfect gif. And then Lauren looks up and says, Allison, it took you 15 minutes to do that. (laughs) It looked really good. It looked really good, but it was taking me like 30 seconds to answer the questions. And it was taking Allison like 10 minutes. It was just a perfect example of our personalities again, but it, they all looked beautiful. But I wanted to be honest about, you know, kind of having a tough day. Dealing with change is tough, and sometimes it just, you irrationally just have to get mad about it and sit in it for a little bit and then pick yourself up. And I forgot about this until I looked at our notes, but my part-time job that I'm doing is essentially running the teleprompter for a news station. But here's the thing. It's really great. It's not a difficult job. I've had to do this in school as a journalism major, so it's pretty easy, but it's from 4 to 9 a.m. So 4 a.m. I'm to having 9 a.m. Yeah. Like, let's four, just reiterate 4 a.m. Like every day, it is four forty p.m. right now. So to me, that's like nine p.m. So I, I've been having to get up at like three in the morning. Anyway, just thought I would throw that out there. But this morning on the news, they had a story about two penguins that were a same-sex penguin couple, and they were adopting another baby penguin. Parks and Rec. Yes, I just sat there and I was trying not to laugh because it's like art imitates life, but in this case, art is Parks and Rec, and. It's imitating life or life is imitating art whatever the phrase is it was just like right out of parks and rec and i thought that was so funny also when anyway. you were at work allison sends me a snapchat and it says i was assertive today and asked where the water was so i could fill up my water bottle then i accidentally discovered there's a full coffee station and i got free coffee and i texted back and i was like yeah you were totally assertive for asking for a basic human need of water at your workplace that is physically required to give you water for free <laughs> but Listen, i totally relate allison because i would is, be nervous this is too. Li- yeah I would be this nervous is life too. inside of an overthinker's head is how do I ask this question without seeming like I'm being annoying or too much? Because I work with all older men for the most part and, and then me. Like they've all been there 30 years, but they're all really, really nice. And I figured that out today. I mean, today was only my second day and they were, I was sitting in a room that was really cold and one of them came in there and said, oh, Allison, there's a warmer room back there if you want to go sit in a room that doesn't have the AC on. And the other one was like, did, they asked when I came back because from the break room, they asked through my headset, did you find the third floor okay and I didn't realize they were talking to me so it took me like a minute to answer them but this is why the the bad day the being crazy the over I just overthink everything so it just makes things difficult it's okay but anyway that uh the overthinking is it's part of life you know but today Lauren and I are not here to talk about uh our woes or our woes we just want to be transparent that we do have them and we're gonna talk a little bit more about a gigantic woe that all of us have kind of been dealing with over the last crazy enough it's only been half a year it hasn't been probably as long as a lot of us think that it has but this is 2020 the year of the coronavirus pandemic or really COVID-19 which was because the virus was actually first kind of started in December of 2019 in Wuhan China but now it is August of 2020 and we are in the United States trying to phase out of quarantines people are going back to college they're going back to classes they're going back to work businesses are reopening and Lauren and I wanted to just kind of give a little bit of a brief timeline to put this into perspective for everyone because Lauren and I were talking about this yesterday and looking back at how quickly everything started versus where we are now has been kind of insane um the timeline on this especially how quickly everything escalated so December 19th 2019 is when the World Health Organization 
announced a cluster of pneumonia-related cases in China. And January 5th is when it was kind of labeled a disease outbreak by the World Health Organization, but it wasn't until February 11th that the virus was officially dubbed COVID-19, which does just stand for Coronavirus Disease 2019. So February 11th, when you think about that, and then you jump forward to March 11th when the WHO declared that the COVID-19 cases were a pandemic, that's just a month, and within two days, it was a state of emergency in the U.S., and then that came with all the quarantines and shutdowns, and a lot of the kind of things implemented that got us to where we are now. I remember like I was at work so vividly I was at discovery and my cubicle was like immediately beside of my boss and I remember saying oh my gosh like I had looked up something on Yahoo website for some reason and there was like a bunch of news articles on the front page and I was like oh my gosh the U.S. Open like tennis tournament got canceled and my boss was like oh my gosh really that's like a big deal that I can't believe that they've canceled that. That makes me feel like this is kind of serious. And I was like, yeah, I know. Me too. Little did we know. Literally, <laughs> the entire world I think that's what is made canceled. a lot of people freak out about it in the United States was that was when conference or conference tournaments for men's and women's basketball yeah. were happening. And so it was a day like Tennessee was supposed to play at noon that day. And they'd already d- taken fans out of the equation and it was just supposed to be the teams playing. And it was like an hour before tip off, maybe two hours, somewhere in between there. And then they just canceled the SEC tournament. They canceled spring sports within like a week I or know. two. I know. I remember people I saying, they're yeah. not going to cancel March Madness. There's no way. Yeah. And we were Forget about that. to start spring break. Like, I was supposed to go to Texas with a friend. We didn't actually end up going. Um, I was talking with my bosses about coming back to work the next week because baseball season was starting. Yeah. I remember they reached out and asked, do you want, would anybody feel comfortable still working? I have a quote that says, I will work in a hazmat suit if I have to. It wasn't, didn't end up coming down to that because we didn't have sports anyway. But I think that just shows how quickly the virus progressed because we talked in our either I think two episodes ago about going and celebrating my birthday that night it was March 11th so that was the day that COVID-19 was declared a pandemic national or worldwide I think they canceled school for two weeks and they canceled school for two weeks after spring break that night like right before we left and we were all just kind of like wow we're gonna get two Two extra weeks weeks of spring break break. yeah um and then bam in a week it was no school for the rest of the year zoom has become the new normal which is a phrase i know all of us are really really tired of hearing yeah i remember at that point too like march 11th i remember some people being like yeah we're making light of the situation i feel like now because it's in august but i just want to mention in march i was like really really scared like i was honestly afraid for what this was going to mean for people's health first of all But I was also really afraid for, like, people who work, like, hourly wage jobs to support their families. Like, I think a lot of people were just like, woo, two weeks off. But, like, I was already worried at this point for the people at my mom's, like, where my mom works, who get paid hourly and, like, work in factories. I was like, oh, my gosh, like, how are they going to support their families this month? So, like, this time in March was really, like, anxiety-ridden. And looking back now, like, it's easier to be like, woo, two weeks of spring break. Well, that was going to sound awesome. But I think I need to mention that I was was, also scared. I was definitely scared, too. 
I think everyone was. Yeah. I don't think it was because I was worried about the actual virus itself. Um, I don't want to put that in a light way. I'm still not scared of the virus itself. But I'm. it scared me because of how quickly everything... The, it was yeah. like this gigantic panic. And I guess... I guess it was just the sudden shutting down of things we had never seen before that was yeah. made it scary. Um, Unprecedented. Because, I mean, yeah. just completely cutting off sports, completely cutting off travel isn't the craziest thing because we'd had there had been travel bans because of it kind of floating around for a while it's Leading not like travel up, yeah. bans have never been a thing um, toilet paper was running out yeah people were going crazy just the panic and the response of people i think was what scared me the most because it was very lord of the flies and I, that book always freaked yeah, me out people reverting I told to the Preston, like i tell person all the time that I have a new appreciation for any kind of like zombie movie or apocalypse movie because that like first 20 minutes of the movie when everyone's like not believing this is happening, going to the store, literally getting in like physical altercations with people to get supplies. I used to think that was so like dramatized and now I'm like, that's real. Like I have a new appreciation for those movies. I don't think I'll ever watch them the same way again. So that's kind of how we were in March. Um, And now you're right. It is kind of funny to look back and see what we thought was the reality. Because even now, I think compared to March, it doesn't feel as, I don't know. For me, I think that we're just suffocating. Like I'm not freaked out by it anymore. It's more of just a how can we best move forward with this. In a level-headed way that's safe. Without resorting to Lord of the Flies mentality like yeah. we did in March or like some of I us just remember that my boss at the time was like I think it was a zoom call in like March and she was like if we're still in this in August blah 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 and I remember being like my eyes went so wide and we were on a zoom call and she was like Lauren you look so freaked out right now and I was like August to still be in this in August and she was like, yeah, I mean, that's a worst case scenario, but we might still be. And I was like, okay, hopefully not. Here we are. It's almost September. <laughs> and we're Zooming slash, well, we're not Zooming. We're a Google meeting to do a podcast yeah. all virtually, which, which is great. We could have filmed this like together, like, or we could have recorded together today, but it's still so much easier for us to record virtually, honestly. Yeah, I think so too. I feel like I'd get way more distracted if you and I were in the same room. Um, That's true, we would. (laughs) Well, like we mentioned, the coronavirus has changed many things on a big scale. But Lauren and I wanted to sit back and recognize some of the ways it has changed small things. So some of those small things affected us in the past, or they will affect us in a big way in the future. And some of them are hard things, but some of them are good things. So we just kind of wanted to, like we mentioned this being a time capsule, take a moment to just acknowledge all of it because we've all kind of gone through this thing together. And then maybe in the future, we can look back on this and find some of the good things from it. So Lauren and I tried to pick out some of the good, funny, quirky, weird things that happened throughout the pandemic that most of you are probably aware of. Um, Lauren, what are some of the good, weird quirky things that we look back on and can't believe that that actually happened yeah so like while you guys are listening to this live it's probably going to be like this is so redundant I know about this stuff but again this is just for us to look back on but some of the things that we thought about were when at the very beginning of quarantine companies were having zoom happy hours like where everyone would grab like an alcoholic drink at like four o'clock on Friday and like have a happy hour over zoom 
and like old casts were reuniting like parks and rec that was that was a gym during the middle of my week when that parks and rec theme song came on uh nbc and i got to watch ben wyatt with a very strange haircut answer his grizzle call yeah it was a good time Animal Crossing came out, and I won't talk about that for too long. Oh my goodness, that overtook the world. That was the next pandemic. (laughs) That was insane. Preston and I were huge, huge into the Animal Crossing thing. We were playing like multiple hours every day, like obsessed. And we have since, I don't think we've played in like a month and a half. I wish we had like every now and then I get like the thought in the back of my head, like my villagers probably miss me so bad. But yeah, that was a thing. Some good news with John Krasinski was happening. And then he sold it off and everyone was like super disappointed that he did that. But like he can't keep doing this thing and it was worth no, a lot yeah, of money at that no, point. He needs so. to go back to making money in franchise, yeah. not franchises, but you know, big films. We need A Quiet Place too. We need it to come out. So it's fine, John. Like I'm fine that you quit that. And also this is a sensitive like sore subject for Allison, but Tiger King was at its height in the beginning of quarantine. Me and Preston went camping um like march 29th or something and we watched like all eight episodes of tiger king in one sitting while we were camping so yeah that was not a sore subject it's just that it makes me sad (laughs) i don't know like his life it's a weird thing carol's life all their lives it just made me sad but that was like a big big thing um yeah then we mentioned earlier toilet paper was gone i was also having a hard time finding flour yeast rice pasta like anything like that was so hard to find it's probably because everyone was buying the ingredients to make things like banana bread banana bread and whipped and coffee, whipped coffee. Because TikTok, okay, was TikTok super, super popular before quarantine? Yes, very. But I think that it converted the people who laughed at it during quarantine. Right. Okay. (laughs) I feel like you're exactly right because I feel like I knew about TikTok and I knew several people on TikTok, but there were a ton of TikTok haters in my life. Now, like, I hardly know anyone who hates on TikTok anymore. Most people absolutely love it. And I feel like that shift happened during quarantine. Yeah, you just so. have so much time. And I don't think I have ever, not even Vine, I've never seen an app where you could just waste Grow. so much time. Oh, I, yeah. There was one point where I woke up in the middle of the night and I couldn't go back to sleep during quarantine. And I was watching that for three hours and it felt like 30 minutes. And oh I, so I never made gosh. an account. I have never caved in and made an actual account, but it could be very addictive. But I actually found some good recipes on there. So it's not all crazy, but I just, the dancing and the, there's a lot of drama on TikTok. I don't understand how these 16 year olds are making millions of dollars from dancing and then getting brand deals. I don't really get it, but I'm really glad that that wasn't me because if I was in high school and TikTok was around, I probably would have felt like I needed to have one to be cool. And I'm just glad that I got to skip that because I was not cool. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and that that topic got brought up because whipped coffee was like a recipe from TikTok, and then also like everyone was tie dyeing like stuff yeah. because of TikTok, right? I think so. Okay, and I feel like that's kind of that's not that popular anymore. So aside from things that maybe all of us experienced, there are two big things that we think is going to change about the way that we interact over the next year for sure. The first thing 
is working from home and doing school from home. I think one thing that Lauren and I definitely had to deal with was graduating virtually, doing the rest of our college career virtually. Um, and obviously both of us have had online classes, but it was not the same thing as zooming in and having classes that were not made to be online shift online. So were your online classes easier or harder than your in-person classes? Everyone in my department was almost super like understanding and super almost like over understanding honestly which is a good problem to have and everyone kind of like canceled synchronous classes so they would just upload like a recording and you could watch it whenever you wanted mine definitely were a lot easier presentations and things like that that i would have gotten graded much harder on had we actually had to do them in person yeah and One thing, though, that I really noticed was, like, I had one class that he was like, I'm going to get on Zoom, and you guys can, like, come on live if you want, or you can watch the recording afterwards. At that point, I was wanting to get online and, like, interact with everyone because I just miss, like, interacting with people my age because I was on Zoom all the time for my job at the time, but I wasn't necessarily getting, like, I'm obviously, I get to interact with Preston, but I wasn't getting, like, lighthearted, like, just joking, because this was, like, a very, like, funny class. It was, like, a social media class, and everyone was, like, just, everyone in the class was a class clown, basically, so I just was logging on to class just for the interaction. Mm-hmm. Did you have that experience at all? Yeah, and it's funny because I've always been that person that really likes school and I like going to class. I and love part of school, it, yeah. yeah. Part of it is the communal aspect. and Like so, feeding off of other people mm-hmm. a little bit. And I only had one class that I actually met consistently. My finance class, the finance class from you know where. How did he do that? How was that Lauren, on it was Zoom? A, it was a Canvas chat and you had to be there for the chat the whole time in case he asked a question. You're I just joking stopped. Me. I just stopped looking at it because it was not helpful. You're joking. I'm Oh I'm my not. gosh. And he it was a mandatory. And people were trying to tell him that that was irrational because it's an hour and a half of sitting looking at a chat plus doing an hour module every day and he was like, "Well, you guys could just work it out. It's really not that difficult." It's really easy to say that when you're a financial advisor and you can do everything from home, but some people were working at like Walmart and stuff and he was just anyway, this is uh <laughs> Don't this find- is a conversation for me and Allison to have as an aside. It's crazy. I like still haven't gotten my stuff back from my desk at my old job because when they like told us that we were going to be like working from home for two weeks, I was like, okay, well, I'll be back surely before my last day in May. So I left all my stuff at my desk and I still haven't got it back. And there's like some decorative stuff that I would love to have in my condo right now, but like there's just no way to get it back. Are they going to let you back they're not in? working. Like, if you don't work there anymore? Well, they could send it to me. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I could, like, text my boss, and she would, like, let me in. But um, the, like, facility services people would, like, pack it all up for us and send it to us. But they're not back yet because Discovery is not going back until 2021. So, I mean, none of it it is, like, too important. This is totally a first-world problem. But, like, yeah, it's not even a big deal. But I just think that's so funny that I left my stuff there, like, thinking I would be back. And it's been so many months. Like, I had food there. I don't think any of it would go bad. I don't think I had a banana. I'm pretty sure I didn't have a banana, but I really hope I didn't because that would be very bad. I wonder if it would be disintegrated by the time you go back. Someone probably smelled it if it was there and, like, threw it away. So, 
I was trying to think of what we were talking about when I got off on the subject of our favorite professor, but I realized that it was just me agreeing with you that I also liked online classes just because I got to see people. Yeah, I know. It was super enjoyable, honestly. (laughs) But that's interesting because for you, you got to keep working virtually and I didn't just because I work in broadcasting but for sports it was so niche that when everything quit that's true it yeah, was just done like I couldn't do anything and I don't know that was sad I understand it though because I mean what can I do um and I didn't really think about it until I went I actually was back in the studio where I work last week and I walked into the like control room where we all work and it was just it was dead quiet and this is normally a place where if you think of a traditional control room that you see in movies or in newsrooms where there's like a monitor wall with all kinds of different channels showing stuff and rows of benches with computers and high-tech gadgets like that's what it looks like there's usually so much noise and people walking in and out so many things humming and buzzing and i walked in there and it was just dead silent no tvs were on it was just the overhead lights were on which is also weird because usually you have the lights off because there's so many tvs on and it was just so eerie it just didn't feel right and so it's just i don't know this was recent right like this yeah was this, this was literally last thursday and so okay i don't know that's what's so weird about this is right now this internship i'm doing with the same people is all you have to do most of your meetings online you can still go in because you have to do things in person they're shooting things on cameras and getting videos and having to work on equipment and stuff that you can't do online but that's what's making it kind of difficult is uh, being someone who needed to learn how to use some of the equipment or was really relying on that communal aspect to be able to go in and ask questions or, you know, just the things that you forget about when you're in a workplace that are so much easier when you can talk face to face. Cause I'm just so much better face to face than I am. When I email someone, I will spend yeah. like 15 minutes over analyzing what I'm saying and what the tone is of the email. But when like this came into play, when I was trying to figure out this new, like, process for what I was doing at work my new job and I was like this would be so much easier if I could just because my office was like right beside of the person's office who I was trying to talk to and I was like this would be so much easier if I could be like hey Melissa do I need to say this this and this instead of this this and this but instead I had to craft out like a 30 minute long email to send to her to like make sure it sounded okay so yeah I could totally see what you're saying if that took you 15 minutes can you imagine how long it would have taken me oh my gosh I can't (laughs) even imagine but didn't you also have like a tornado or something during all of this like a physical tornado not like like a figurative (laughs) so I I'm from Chattanooga and on Easter we actually had two bad tornadoes in I didn't know it was our on area. Easter. Yeah, it was on Easter night at like 11:30 p.m. It was terrifying, but probably like 2 miles from my house there's a really bad stretch. I don't I think it was an EF3, it might have been more, but it tore up everything and my power went out and was out for 4 days. And this was during like a gigantic presentation for our senior capstone yeah. class as a journalism major and we had to zoom in for this presentation and I didn't have Wi-Fi at my house. And so I, uh, it was that Monday, the next day, like the day after Easter. And so we were hoping our power was going to come back on, but because we shared a power grid with the place that was the most torn up, thankfully my house in my neighborhood was completely fine. Thank God. But, um, I was having to figure out a way I was trying to email my teacher because I couldn't even get the service was so bad because all the telephone lines were down that I couldn't even get service on my phone. So I had to text my friend, Carl to email my teacher and tell her what was going on and then she was really nice about it and said you know if you can't 
call in. Do not worry about it. If you can work it out with your teammates, it's not going to go against you. But I was able to. But that didn't you do it from your car? Yeah. And the difficult thing about that yeah. with the work and school from home is that really puts it in perspective where I'm very fortunate in that I have a home yeah, and we're I have internet fortunate. and I yeah. have a quiet place that I can go. But if you're coming from a background or like if you think of kids or having to do school, if they have a home life that's hard or they don't not have stable. access to things that are like internet and I, don't, I just thinking about that puts a lot of things in perspective too because with covid you couldn't just go to a coffee shop you couldn't go yeah somewhere to use those facilities because you were you're you kind of are in this place where you can't leave you don't have a lot of options yeah. so you have a tornado and you can't go anywhere if maybe you don't have a car and you don't have internet like you can't do school you can't do these things so yeah it definitely puts into perspective mm-hmm. that like people's problems that were already existing were just amplified like during this so I think we're definitely fortunate that we had the situation that we did have definitely and I think that goes back to us saying it'll be interesting to see how all these very negative things that maybe we were forced to pay attention to during this pandemic will hopefully help us better better coming out of it and maybe have more gratitude or be more servant-hearted or be hopefully more open to people and ideas or at least just realize how fortunate we are to go into a coffee shop my family this may sound really drastic but my dad had to keep working so we had to stay in the hotel for two nights because we had to have internet like my dad had to have it because he couldn't go into his office and my mom is a teacher so she kind of had to have internet too and I had to have it for school and so we stayed in a hotel and my dad took the desk in the room and so I just wanted to be able to work on a table and so I was like oh I'm gonna go down to the lobby and have my backpack all packed up my mom said where are you going there's a pandemic they're not gonna let you in the lobby and I was like dang it so even just things like that you're so easy to forget that even something like that I think that's what's weird about being on campus again or like I'm not on campus at UT Knoxville but I drive through it and I'm around it and Lauren first of all I need to show you a picture that somebody took of the Starbucks in the student union line today aka there was no line she just walked straight up at like 10 a.m that oh my every gosh. parking lot is empty there's nobody getting off the bus that is so weird because i used to get really annoyed with how many people were there but i would rather there be so many people that i need to get away than then it be always like be so eerily empty and they're never there's not another option like when Person there's a lot of people print. you can get away but you can't really yeah. reverse that i don't know that's true Preston had to print something for um, class, and he went to the library to print it. And, you know, that parking lot – sorry, this is, like, very niche UT student thing. But there's this parking lot behind our library, and it is, like – like, so full. And you kind of have to be a vulture to get a parking spot there. I bet nobody's there, there, are they? It was seriously – empty and I know this is the beginning of school so people don't really have that much homework yet but even in the first week of school it's usually kind of hard to get a parking Mm -hmm. spot in this one lot it was completely empty there were probably like three cars in that parking lot Allison during the night time like when people are usually there it was really weird and like there's just nobody walking around it's really sad I feel really bad for all the freshmen right now I do too but maybe for them it only goes up you know that's true, and I feel like all this goes to show that in, in this time that we were, like, so socially, this probably sounds like a commercial, but we were so distant that community kind of was, like, a hard thing to build, and I feel like community, like, the concept of that has changed. Yeah, um, you talking about community is exactly what 
I think is going to be the biggest thing that is going to change for me, at least. Um, it's, it's something that is affecting, I would say, me every day. I don't know about you. You'll have to let me know how you feel about this. But when we're talking about community, I think we mean that in a lot of different respects. It just kind of depends on where you are in your life. Um, I know for me, one thing that I am having a hard time with being back in Knoxville is the idea of what I thought it would be like versus what it is. Because I have three and a half years of your years, normal really, Knoxville normalcy. And I'm used to, you know, walking through campus and not having to have a cloth covering on my mouth. I'm used to this giant herd of people walking all over the place. I'm used to the church buzz of adrenaline. go to yeah. having their first big kickoff on Sunday night at 8 p.m. at some big location and giving a, like a big dinner and celebrating everybody being back. And I was looking forward to coming back as n- a non-student because I was looking forward to going to new restaurants with my friends I was looking forward to joining an adults small group because they have like transition groups long story short that kind of help you when you are out of college but you're not like a fully established adult yet those are the community aspects that I remembered being so excited about and now that I'm back and I realize all of that is non-existent that's hard um I think a lot of us forget how much we need people um even if you maybe that could not be true for everyone but I think in some source or fashion we need people around us yeah but at home it was I was with my family and that was pretty easy because you know I get to hang out with my parents my brother and sister-in-law are pretty close so I could go see them and then my grandparents have a farm so I was able to work with them because they're essential and so they were able to keep doing things because they're out in the open air picking plants and dealing with and that was strawberry season for a little bit and so I got to work with them so really from school through March and April and then working with them in May and the first week or two of June I was pretty busy so it didn't feel other than it was weird to be home and it felt like the middle of summer there wasn't really anything weird about it but now being back here working in this internship that I had been in a way building up as like this dream job in my head and was so excited to get to spend all day in this place learning and working and being able to go to the office next door and ask like hey how can I make this edit better or seeing someone go on a shoot and be like just like seeing them go because maybe I didn't know they had that planned and I could walk out if I had free time and say hey can I go help you can I see what you're doing so that I can learn that's what I feel like I'm having a hard time with today that I didn't know how to explain at the beginning of the episode is the emotional toll that this virus has had because I think the community aspect is what's making that hard for me um it's not fear but it's the lack of being able to have this world that we I guess it's not grown accustomed to the way that it should be is just connection and having people there even if they're just walking to class but knowing that there's people nearby or you know where to go if you need help with something or if you need to ask a question and now it's like a lot of that's been thrown off kilter and I think being someone that's so control freaky and oriented and plan oriented this is definitely a challenge for someone who is plan oriented and tries to like have things figured out but the community aspect has definitely been difficult because I think it just encompasses so many things and I'm finding new ways that I realize it's different than it was six months ago and that's yeah. that's tough and I'm hoping that that's something that we can focus on better when we come out of it I don't think that's going to be hard because I think people are going to be craving connection well you know I've talked about before and I know you know this Allison but I'm like the 
ultimate, like if I could have a gathering at my house every single weekend, every single weekend day, I would. And I basically was before quarantine was happening. Like, wouldn't you say that I kind of had like quite a few like little get togethers at my house or kind of posted at the dorm like right before this happened? Yes, I'm pretty sure that I was at your apartment like two times a week every month or every week in February. Yeah, (laughs) during school. So... I was hosting people all the time. I had a Super Bowl party. I had people over to watch to all the boys I've loved. Like, I was coming over to the dorm and, like, bringing food. Like, we were gathering a lot. And then all of a sudden, I could not host anyone anymore. I couldn't use any of this, like, serving hosting wear that I got for, like, my wedding. And it was just, like, I felt this really big loss of, like, not being able to have my friends over to my house the last few months that we were all going to be living in Knoxville. So that was kind of really hard for me to come to terms with, but I knew that that was what needed to be done. So it was fine. But yeah, it's still just, I feel like that was something that I really had to like cope with. Like I can't have people over anymore and they're all about to move and not be here anymore. Like I'll never have all my friends over to my house again at the same time. Because I really wanted to have, like, everyone to come over here and film, like, a recreated 22 music video for my birthday in May. And, like, I didn't think that was going to get canceled because I was like, oh, this will be over by May 26th. And then it wasn't. And now I'm just like, I've been looking forward to that for four years. And it's just never going to happen again because, like, I don't know when people would want to come back and celebrate me being 22 when I'm, like, 23 or 24. Oh, you know we would still do it anyway. We'd just put it on pause. Or we can shift it to 23, like the the Miley Cyrus 23. I feel like that also encapsulates Um, you as a person. (laughs) What? I'm just Do you even know me? I'm kidding. No, but, I mean, I think it's okay to grieve things that we were hopeful about, you know? Yeah. I think it can be difficult if you feel for other people or you yeah, are, can acknowledge empathy. that I'm very privileged compared to a lot of people and you can kind of sit with that and think, well, what right do I have to complain or to be upset? Yeah. But I also feel like we, in acknowledging that we have that privilege, can also sometimes say, you know what, it's okay that I'm sad about this because just like you said, that's not something, it's not something that you were like... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? That you were like grumbling to God, like, whoa, why can't I have my 22nd my music birthday video? Party. My music yeah. video. But it's it's the little things like you're okay. You understand that it's something yeah. you can't do, but you think about it and you're like, man, like that was one of those things I used as this hopeful beacon for the future, you know? That- and then it was like, yeah, swept out. And I was so hopeful in May that they were going to reschedule graduation. Mm-hmm. The more days pass the more I'm like they're not rescheduling it it's not gonna happen I feel like it's gonna be like sorry guys your moment has passed like I just don't see them they did say that already UT Knoxville yeah I don't think they have UT Chattanooga has but they haven't officially canceled UT Knoxville I'm pretty sure they sent out an email didn't they like a couple months ago maybe like a month ago saying that they can't they're not going to be able to have an in-person ceremony this year this year yeah but I don't think they've said they don't I don't think they're not gonna do it yeah because I just feel like they're not gonna let the class of 2020 come to the class of 2021's graduation if they even get to have graduation I feel like it's they're not gonna let that happen because it would just make everything really confusing Uh, yeah I don't think I wouldn't want to do that either because it's just not the same you're not here with those people already 
as a student excited about what's to come next it's just this sad leftover of what should have been anyway so see it's okay to grieve things I didn't really think I cared that much about it until like last week because I've seen some friends graduation of mine, yeah take graduation pictures I still haven't done it yet I didn't even watch our commencement speech I didn't watch any of those videos that they put up for us and they Tennessee did I was in our of, commencement oh did you I'm sorry it, I, I, I think it was just I was I was so I'm, I'm very sad, sad about it. that you didn't watch it no I'm, I'm surprised I haven't said this to you yet but it was just I would think I was so sad about it that I didn't want to watch it because I, I just knew it was going to make me upset and it wasn't sad in the moment but I know that's why I didn't watch it is because it wasn't what it was supposed to be yeah I mean I like I'm just the first person in my like family to graduate from somewhere like UT Knoxville like other people might look at UT Knoxville as just like any other school but like from where I come from like not many people go there so Mm. it's like a super big honor to graduate from there and like super exciting and it's like a huge school and I was just super excited to graduate like with this big honor of graduating from the University of Tennessee Knoxville and now I'm just like am I ever gonna get to have a graduation because I don't know for sure that I'm gonna get my master's so I know it's just like super Uh, I'm like trying not to be super upset about it, but then I think about it every now and then, or I see my graduation cap, or I see like a stole that I was supposed to wear, and I'm like, that really still hurts. It really does. It does. But we have to get over it, but it's just hard right now. It still is. And I think our future selves will appreciate us like being honest. So even like so many months later, we are still upset about it. Yeah, and like I kind of said this before, but I think it is important to just remember that this has been an emotional toll. There's a lot of physical effects that have been tough and are scary, and that's what's in the news still, Lauren, and I didn't really want to talk about that. But it's more of the, we want to make sure people know that it is okay to acknowledge that you're having a hard time with some of the things that maybe you feel like you shouldn't be upset about. But it's okay. Just let yourself feel it, and hopefully a lot of the little things can just guide us when we start coming out of this um in a lot of different ways both with how we connect with each other but also how we treat other people and inviting people in and letting them know that they're known and enough and I think that is a very important message right now for a lot of different reasons but the nice thing is we have this to look back on as a reminder of you know we don't want to go through this kind of period again um but at least it taught us a few things That's true, and also, this podcast brought us so much closer together, Allison, me and you, like, speaking of community, like, we do have that to celebrate, because I told Preston, I feel like me and you went from that stage of friendship of when, this, we were just talking about this yesterday, but I feel like we went through the stage of friendship from, you know, when you're like, hey, would you like to go to the movies with me on Friday night? No big deal if you don't want to go, like just, hey, how are you? Like, we went from that to, like, yeah, I'm not feeling it right now, Lauren. Please leave me alone. Or, like, Allison, why are you taking 15 minutes to do that Instagram story? We went through that phase so fast. I feel like you're making my responses to you sound like I bully you because I the last dance documentary, I was not that rude to you about that. And then the Okay, this is my public disclaimer. Allison does not bully me, and I feel like I don't bully you, Allison, but we just started being very, like, open with each other and treating each other more like those family kind of friends 
friends Mm -hmm. very fast because of this podcast and I just I'm really appreciative that that happened Ooh, yeah we wouldn't have this podcast probably if it wasn't I don't think we would have started this without this I never would have started one so there's some ups there are some ups that is all that Lauren and I have to say about COVID we know you're tired of hearing about it we are too but hopefully this was a way for you to put some of it in perspective and find some hopeful things that you can take away from it but before we end today Lauren and I are going to end with something a little fun before we get to our table topic discussion of the day if you've been listening you know that we're excited about the table topics we've heard back from a couple of you uh, namely one of you in particular that emphasized that table topics would be a great thing to continue as a segment in our episodes and I think this doesn't count for much but my mom also said that she loves the table topics but she might have to say that but we have two people who like the table topics Uh, but I would say that we are excited because now that we are actually live with this so we're posting week by week we get to hear from some of you guys which is very exciting that's part of the reason we want to do this anyway because yeah Lauren and I like to hear ourselves talk obviously but we like to be able to talk to the people (laughs) who are listening and build friendships and connections with you guys um it's a good way to build community right now in a world where maybe building community is hard so definitely go check us out on at nice to have a friend pod on Instagram but last week we had some of our table topic discussions on our post and Lauren and I wanted to share our favorite response from people so Lauren what was your favorite response on one of our posts last week okay so mine is actually from someone who messaged me they texted me um in response to our question that was which historical figure would you be or which tv character or movie character would you be and she texted me and told me that she would be Weezer from Still Magnolias um and I had to sadly inform her that I have never seen Still Magnolias and she texted me back in all caps Lauren exclamation point so I need to watch that movie ASAP I've always meant to like it's just always been a movie that I've had in my brain Mm -hmm. like in my brain that I needed to watch but I'm gonna watch it now and she actually sent me a picture and she has a Still Magnolias poster on her wall that her dad actually got for her because her relationship with her mom completely changed after she watched that movie because I think Weezer and her mom have a really good relationship in the movie so yeah her dad got her that photo and got it framed um just so she could remember like the impact that movie had on her life so i thought that was so perfect that is so cool i uh, do feel like you need to watch it being the movie person that you are i feel like you'll really like it i'll watch it with you if yeah, you want I it's, think on it's on the on list i also need to yeah. watch sweet home alabama because i've never seen that movie either you have that's my mom's favorite movie she yeah I, there's that a couple movie. classics that i've completely missed out on somehow but what was yours Mine was maybe not on as much of a sweet note, but I thought that this was pretty funny. Um, I actually had two. So one was Jenny from Thou Block, which is a good old English spin on a J-Lo song. Yeah, I like that. Um, Who said that the fictional characters she related to most were a mix between Sophie from Mamma Mia and then Elizabeth Bennet from Pride and Prejudice. And those are two of my favorite movies. So I just thought that that was a really great answer but she said she appreciated Sophie's romantic view of the world because she just got married and so she's very excited about love and life and self Um, but that she also related to Lizzie Bennett because she's very sassy and I just feel like that's a great combination of ladies right there um 
I just recently rewatched Pride and Prejudice, the Keira Knightley version, which I used to not like very much, but now I realize I love that movie. I love that movie. The only thing that I would change is the amount of times that Keira Knightley does that weird laughy smile thing. And if you've seen Pride and Prejudice, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. The weird like giggly laugh thing. I just feel like Lizzie was not that giggly, but that's okay. I like the movie other than that one aspect. Um, But that was one. And then uh, Timelessly Trendy, she replied, and she said that she would be a mix between Paris Geller and Rory oh, yeah. Gilmore and I said I don't think That's Chilton could handle that combination of people so I just thought that that was really good Gilmore Girls is a great show I'm actually re-watching it right now so I thought that was a great answer that is great but if you guys would like to be featured on the podcast make sure to follow us on our Instagram so to comment on our posts because we love doing that as Allison mentioned earlier but what are you going to comment Lauren what could they possibly comment this week Oh, Allison, that is so cheesy. <laughs> I know, I'm I'm a cheese ball, it's fine. But Lauren, what could they possibly post? I just messed okay. that up. Okay. Lauren, what <laughs> it's getting worse. <laughs> it's getting worse every time that I do it. We need to quit. Like get out of this immediately. <laughs> what is the table topic that we can have our listeners respond to this week? The question that Allison queued up for us is what is your favorite way to spend a weekend? Well, mine, if I could pick a traditional non-COVID world weekend of my choosing, it would be a typical fall weekend in Tennessee. I'm thinking circa early November, so it's while the leaves are changing, but it's actually cold outside. Those are the prettiest clear days, and I love being able to go on walks or to go out and do something in the morning, but then you come in, you watch football, maybe make something for dinner, just hang out at home, and then you can go do something on Sunday, whether it's go to church or go to a movie or just go on a walk and spend time with your friends and family. There's nothing like a clear fall day and football on TV while the sun's setting and you have a bowl of chili yeah. with your family. There's just not a lot better. Yeah, because any normal activity with the background of the fall atmosphere is just ultimately heightened by that experience. I love it. But my ideal weekend is honestly before COVID was just catching up like with Preston, like spending a lot of one-on-one time with him because like during the week, when we didn't live together, we were just like running every which way and we didn't necessarily get to see each other that often. So our weekends were like always our catch up time. Um, but now we're even still trying to just be intentional about spending time together on the weekends, um, like making dinner together, going out to eat at least once is what we usually like to do. Um, but I also just love to read and cross stitch and go on a walk and go to bar and read my devotion. It's just like, weekends are nice now that we're not in college don't you think like we don't really have homework looming over our heads yeah and I'm personally looking really forward to sleeping in on the weekends because my 4 a.m job job. is only Monday to Friday so I'm looking forward to the Saturday because I'm probably going to sleep into like 7 a.m and it's going to be wonderful that will be so wonderful (laughs) but I think that's going to wrap up today's episode so if you guys would be so kind as to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or share this podcast with someone you love or one of your friends, whether it's on social media or by text or in person. That really, really helps us grow and we would appreciate it so much. Next week, Lauren and I are going to be combining the topic of change with the Enneagram. So stay tuned for our discussion on all things, all the nine types, what this thing is, and why it relates to this change season. Thanks for joining us, and we hope this episode reminded you it's nice to have a friend. Bye, everybody! Woohoo!